Welcome back. Welcome back to episode three, SPC Sports Talk. This is your first time listening. I'm your host, Sean Coyne. Thank you for tuning in. This time it's official, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting this one on YouTube, okay? We will be getting this one on YouTube, promise. Now, for episode three, we got a lot of stuff getting up, getting going. I'm going to try and get it all in. I'm going to try and make it quick, concise, get you guys the information you need, and we'll head out on this beautiful Monday, late afternoon, early evening. Recap episode two, we just dove in on the Padres, just completely dove in, broke down what, what I thought they were going to do with the winter meetings, how the roster looked, infield, outfield, pitching rotation, things that I think that they need to do, kind of how they project for the season, and things like that. For today, today though, we will be looking at the college football playoff, you know, breaking down the teams, predictions. I'm going to give a little Heisman review. Then we're going to a little pivot, switch to the NFL, talk about their playoff picture, who's in, who's out, you know, those remaining seeds, kind of figure out my predictions on who I think is going to round out that playoff scenario, give you three picks for week 16, and then we will dive right into a winter meetings recap talk a little bit about some trade predictions and we'll recap from episode one when i predicted top five free agents where they would go um we'll see how i did if i was right or wrong and that's going to be the episode for today stay tuned we're going to take a quick break over here on anchor okay i got the podcast recording for anchor you two folks just hang with me we'll be live um, quick break. See you in a second. And here we go. Diving in. College football playoff. As I'm sure most of you avid sports fans know, it is the 1v4 in the Chick-fil-A Bowl. It's not even a bowl. It's a college football sem- semi-final playoff game. Number one, LSU. versus number four, Oklahoma. Out west, number two, Ohio State three Clemson okay winners meet in New Orleans I believe Monday January 13th sounds about right um but yeah so introducing the teams I'm sure you guys have all seen if you've been watching college football this season uh LSU led by Joe Burrow and that wonderful wide receiving core uh that power offense coach O doing a great job out there uh Ohio State by Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, Chase Young. I mean, they got a bunch of freaking NFL dudes just lined up, ready to get taken to next year's draft. Clemson, still got Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Etne, they're running back. They got a bunch of dudes on defense. And then you got Oklahoma basically taking C.D. Lamb and Jalen Hurts trying to take down the Titans. Um, you know, for my predictions and the title odds, obviously LSU is the heavy favorite. Uh, especially if they win that first game against Oklahoma. They're basically going to be in their own backyard. Um, That bodes well for anyone, any team. But for LSU especially, you know, New Orleans gets crazy. If you get all those LSU fans down there, it'll be pretty intense. Um, But I think in the first game, LSU versus Oklahoma, I think it might maybe turn into a late shootout. But I think LSU beats them convincingly. I just don't think Oklahoma's got the defense to keep up with 
uh, that high octane offense. I think LSU is pretty much going to do whatever they want, especially with the four or five weeks of preparation. Uh, I think they're going to get after Oklahoma. <coughs> wow, excuse me. Um, I think they're going to get after Oklahoma and basically roll right into New Orleans, taking on who I believe is going to win the 2-3 matchup, and that is Clemson. Yes, Clemson, the reigning title favorite, or the reigning national champion, disrespected all year, three seed coming into it. I think that Dabo and that coaching staff, with five weeks to prepare for Ohio State, they're going to come in and get, get it done. I think that they have the superior coaching staff. They have the superior, I wouldn't say talent, but I just think the preparation is key in college football, especially with all that kind of time. Uh, I think Clemson, I think it's going to be a very good game. I think Clemson's going to be in control for most of it, but I think Clemson comes out on top. And then for my national championship game, obviously that means I have LSU versus Clemson. And I believe Clemson will go back to back. Yes, Clemson will go back to back for some of those reasons that I just stated. They, everyone's kind of writing them off that they're the underdog. It's the one thing that Dabo Sweeney loves to hear. He goes, yeah, beef our team up. Let's go. Yeah, we're, we can't compete. We can't contend. And I think that they're going to take these five weeks to heart and they're just going to come out hungry at the end of December, early January. Clemson wins the national championship back to back. For the Heisman review, I'm sure if you guys watched, you saw Joe Burrow. I think he came away with like 91% of the first place votes. He was on 98% of the ballots. Shocker. Um, Jalen Hurts coming in second. Justin Fields third. Chase Young finishing in fourth. Bro, I mean, you had a hell of a year, man. 4,700 passing yards, 48 TDs, six interceptions. He had the statement game against Alabama on the road. You know, he he won, what was it, three top ten, first top ten opponents. Um, you know. The Heisman resume writes itself. Um, however, I do think Jalen Hurts, if you look at it from a removed scope, should have gotten more first-place votes because he threw for 3,600 yards, 32 touchdowns, seven interceptions, so almost 1,000, 1,100 less passing yards. What is that, 16 less passing touchdowns. However, he rushed for almost 1,300 yards at Oklahoma for and 18 touchdowns. Wow. Okay, we haven't seen stuff like that since, like, what, Tebow or Cam Newton? Like, he accounted for 50 touchdowns. Yes, I know Burrow threw for, or probably ran for a few, but those numbers jump out to me. And then Justin Fields, bonkers. 2,900 yards, you're like, wow, that's not that lot. 40 TDs, one pick. I'm just going to let that, I'll let you guys take that for what it is. 471 yards on the ground, another 10 rushing touchdowns. I think also his running back, J.K. Dobbins, should have been in the Heisman conversation instead of Chase Young with him missing two games. But for whatever reason, the voters like getting that defensive player in there. And, of course, Chase Young comes in fourth. 31 tackles, 16 half sacks, six forced fumbles. Like Yes, he's an absolute dog on defense. He's probably going to be a top-two pick in the upcoming NFL draft, but – Defensive players don't win Heisman's. I'm sorry, they don't. Um, so that right there, quick, short, to the point, that's going to wrap up my college football. Uh, quick little predictions, little Heisman review. Uh, yes, I would have voted for Joe Burrows first, but I would have seriously considered Jalen Hurts. Um, I think you know that story of him having to leave Alabama if he wanted a chance to start and go to the NFL, um, definitely crazy, but yeah, 
Burrow add the resume right itself. So congrats to Joe Burrow. Congrats to Coach O. Um, you guys got another Heisman. Wonderful. Wish all those teams best of luck as they head into the college football playoff. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Pivot back. We'll be back with the NFL playoff picture and playoff predictions. See you soon. Go. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is segment three. We're talking NFL. We are talking playoff picture. Okay, so as of now, who is in? Who has clinched a spot? Who is locked? Who's ready to rumble? They are good for bonus football. Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs from the AFC, Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, San Francisco 49ers, and the NFC. Okay, those are all who's in. Now to kind of wrap in who's still in the hunt is the Cowboys at a horrific 7-7, Eagles at 7-7, and who's the last team? I think that was it. Oh, the Vikings. Vikings at, you know. 10 and 4 or whatever they are after they mollywop the Chargers. Just a great game by them, by the way. Um but yeah, so the I believe the Vikings are either I think they might have clinched, but I think they still have a chance to fall out, but we'll see. Um So shapes up a lot of good quarterback play, a lot of good defenses in this playoff picture. Um now who's out? I understand if you look on NFL, ESPN, whatever, they're going to say, who's in the hunt still? No, the Browns are out, guys. The Browns are out. They're, they're a dumpster fire. They're a fiasco. They're out. Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. They're out. Goodbye. Six and eight, done. Not going to happen. Not going to make it. Colts, six and seven. No. Or seven and seven, whatever. Whatever they are. Whatever they are. They're out. They say they're in the hunt. They're out. I, I looked at it on the before this podcast. They're out. Also, shocker. Rams, done. They basically need the Vikings to lose out, and I think the Rams have to win out for them to sneak into that sixth seed. Not going to happen. Rams are way too roller coastery. Um, they can't find a consistency. They got an O line crisis on their hands. Yes, McVay, genius, whatever, but it's not your year, guys. It's okay. Go get them next year. Now, for those remaining, those remaining playoff spots that were unmentioned who haven't been clinched yet, I think. The Eagles, yes, the Philadelphia Eagles will end up winning the NFC East. Why? They have a huge matchup week 16 against the Cowboys at home. If they win that, they take control of their own destiny. You basically have a pre-playoff wild card game in week 17. I think they're a, I don't want to say more talented because I think the Cowboys are way more talented, but Jason Garrett's a fiasco as a head coach. Um, he's got to be out the door, but we'll see what Jerry does. I think the Texans win the AFC South to slide in, kind of round out that playoff picture in the AFC. And then I think that the Steelers somehow, some way, get the sixth seed. Do I know how? I have no idea. With Duck Hodges as their quarterback. But I think that they can do it. I don't know, man. They got some sort of Cinderella thing going. You know, there's always that one Cinderella team every year in the playoff picture. I think it's going to be them. Do I think that they'll get boat raced in the first round against the Chiefs? Absolutely. However, their Cinderella story, they're going to make it. So that wraps up right there. NFL playoff picture. Now, for those of you who haven't heard my picks, okay, 
Week one, I tossed three. Just handed them to you. Said, here you go. Here's three free ones. If you tailed me and you decided to slam them like I did, because yes, yes, I'm a betting man. It's free money on the board, and I enjoy it. It's a thrill. It's also agonizing in pain and defeat. So here's three more picks that I'm going to hand you. Just do with them as you will, okay? It's just information, just information. You don't have to do it. But I'm going to think that they're, I'm going to go three for three this week. I've been kind of hot lately. I've been kind of hot. Pick number one. San Francisco 49ers at home versus the Rams. Six and a half point favorites. If y'all remember what happened the last time the San Francisco 49ers played the Rams. Yikes. 49ers take care of business. Get the win at home. Get to 12 and 3 on the year. Take control. Hope the Seahawks lose. So they can try and, you know, cause some playoff, try and get that first round bye. However, I think they're going to handle the Rams. Eliminate the Rams from playoff contention. Solidify themselves, getting ready for their playoff push. 49ers, minus six and a half. Inject it. Second pick. The Oakland Raiders. Yep. The Oakland Raiders. Plus five and a half at the Chargers. Yes, I'm a fan of the LA San Diego Chargers, and I am telling you to bet the Raiders. If you even watched a drive of the Chargers win or the loss last week, oh my God, seven turnovers, fumbles everywhere. I think the Vikings dipped the f- football and Pam because we couldn't hold on to it. Philly's up, chucking balls left and right to the other team. This team's a fiasco. I don't know if Anthony Lynn's coming back, but. They're going to give them five and a half. Take the five and a half for the Raiders. Take the cushion. We notoriously play terrible at that freaking midget soccer stadium. Raiders five and a half. Inject it. Pick three. Kansas City Chiefs at the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I think when you look at quarterback play, who do we have? Oh, Patrick Mahomes and Mitchell Trubisky. Minus five for the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs in that one. Uh, minus five on the road, don't care. They just played in a you know, winter wonderland last week and took care of business. Mahomes showed you he doesn't care what the weather is. He's still going to sling it across the field. Um, it's five points. I think they're going to win by more than a touchdown. So there's your three picks right there. Niners minus six and a half. Raiders plus five and a half. Chiefs minus five. There's three free ones. Do with it as you must. Do with it what you may. But you're welcome for free money. Pause. Quick break. We'll circle back. Round it out with the winter meeting recap. The free agent recap of my predictions. Was I right or was I wrong? Break down all the big deals that happened on the four days of the winter meetings. Talk maybe some trade deals. We'll close it out. Quick episode today. See you guys. Quick pivot. See you in a sec. And the final segment of episode three. MLB winter meeting recap. If you knew anything about the 2018 winter meetings, you knew that absolutely nothing happened. Nothing happened. There was It was like watching paint dry. 2019 winter meetings... Oops. 2019 winter meetings? Holy crap. 
on Monday, we get two Ken bombs. Yeah, not Woj bombs, Ken bombs. Zach Wheeler, five years, $120 million to the Philadelphia Phillies to sure up a already title-contending team. They got Harper. They got Real Muto. They got Hoskins. got Aaron Nola. They just added Zach Wheeler. He's probably going to be the number two, number three. I think it's a great move for the Phillies. We'll see if it pans out. He stays in the NL East. Apparently his wife wanted to stay in the area, whatever. He goes to Philadelphia Phillies. I think it's a good deal for them. Next. Boom. Steven Strasburg. Seven years, $245 million, and he goes back to the Nats. Dang it. I say dang it because I wanted him to come home to the Padres, okay? I wanted him to come home to the Padres, but we aren't so lucky. He goes home, gets his fat extension, fat contract. Good for him. I'm proud of him. He earned it. Good to go. That was pretty much the big deals for Monday. Moving into Tuesday, uh, Didi Gregorius, one year, $14 million to the Reds. I think the Reds are going to shape up to be a good team, dude. Just watch out. They got Bauer, Gray, Castillo, Joey Votto. Now they got Didi at short. They got Eugenio Suarez at third. I'm just saying, man, look at Nick Senzel. Look out, man. They got some pieces. They got some pieces. We'll see if they put it together. Um Kevin Gossman, small, one-year, one $9 million to the Giants. I love this dude out of college. I always thought he did was just super shafted by going to the Orioles. Um, and he got traded to the Braves. He gets to come back, West Coast, Giants, Pitchers Park. We'll see how they, we'll see how he does in Oracle. Ken Bomby and the Knight. Yes, Garrett Cole. Good God, nine years, $324 million to the New York Yankees overshadowed the Nomar Mazzara traded to the Chicago White Sox that rounded out our Tuesday Wednesday Anthony Rendon seven years 245 million dollars to the Angels Blake Trinan one year 10 million dollars to the Dodgers Michael Waka one year three million dollars to the Mets active Wednesday so there's the big three right there Strauss Cole and Rendon gone off the board Thursday one year, $12 million to the Mets for Rick Porcello. Martin Perez, one year, $6.5 million to the Red Sox. Brett Gardner goes back to the Yankees, one year, 12 and a half. Michael Pineda re-signed with the Twins, two years, $20 million. Those were all the big ones from the winter meetings. Crazy. Crazy week for baseball. Huge week, huge news, left and right. People are going crazy. I was a fan. I was always on my toes waiting for something to happen. Uh, super excited for that to see where all these new guys go and how they do. A um, couple trades that have gone through have been rumored. Corey Kluber gets dealt to the Texas Rangers uh, for Delino DeShields and some dude called Class A uh, who throws like 100-something. Shocker. Uh, Indians get you know controllable outfielder and controllable relief pitcher. Good deal on their part. They shed some salary. Rangers get an immediate ace in an already horrifically challenging AL West. Um, crazy stuff going on there. And then these Francisco Lindor trades have been crazy. These rumors about, you know, Dodgers, Padres, Padres, Dodgers, left and right, the Red Sox, the this, the that. I don't know what it's going to take. I really hope the Padres don't touch them with a 10-foot pole. I know that sounds crazy, but... 
they're going to give up the farm. They're either going to have to move Tatis or Lindor out of their primary position. I hope it doesn't piss them off, but it probably pissed one of them off. And then we can't sign to a long-term deal. Last segment of the episode, quick free agent free agency prediction recap. So if you know, I made a prediction. I said mad bum to either the Twins or the Braves. Wrong. Five years, $85 million to the Diamondbacks. 0 for 1. Number 2, I said the Zach Wheeler. Giants, Phillies, and Reds. He went to the Phillies. I'm giving myself that one. 1 for 2. I also said that Anthony Rendon would go back to the Nationals or the Dodgers. He went to the Angels. Yeah, even though I'm a semi-Angels fan, I did not see that one coming at all. Um, So... We'll go one for three on that one. Strauss, I said we go back to the pot, or you come home to the pods, or go back to the Nats. Gave myself two concrete options. I thought those were the only two. Nailed that one. Two for four, baby. Batting 500. I'm an all-star. Garrett Cole, I literally only said the Angels. I think I may have said if he doesn't go there, he goes to the Yankees. Um, but I'm not going to give myself credit because on my paper, all I have is the Angels. So I'm going to take that one as a fat L. Rounding my predictions out at two for five. Batting 400, but as a betting man, not the way to go. Not the way to go. And that right there will wrap up everything that I have for episode three. If you stayed tuned this entire time, I appreciate it. would love to hear some feedback. Um, I'll start grinding on episode four. Um, if you have things that you want to hear, want to hear me talk about, you want to provide some feedback, give it to me. I love it. I want to hear it. Shout out to Anchor, again, free podcasting service. Shout out YouTube, first stream on YouTube. I'm super excited to see where this thing goes. I'll see you guys next time for episode four.